0: And so if you cause an accident and somebody has, let's say, $500,000 in medical bills, but you only have $15,000 of coverage, well, a couple of things happen. One, that individual, that, that's going to be a significant financial hardship for them potentially. And you put them in that position. You don't want to do that. And then you flip the tables. You know, if you're in that position and, you know, most people don't have financial resources to make up the difference with those kind of medical costs. That's a pretty serious issue. You know, you may be out of work, a lot of different life circumstances that can come your way if you're you're sustaining that kind of injury. So, you know, you really have to think about the realities of how much it costs to receive treatment if you're in a serious accident or you cause a serious accident, and
1: how is that going to be paid for? Welcome to GGRM Law Firms You Matter to Us podcast. My name is Kevin Johnson, and I will be your host. I'm here today with Dylan Coyle. He's the personal injury partner at GGRM Law Firm. And Dylan, before we get into it, I wanted to bring something up that I hear a lot from our workers' compensation clients, which is they didn't know we do personal injury. They're kind of surprised by that. Uh, Why do you think that is? Well, I think anytime that
0: you have an emphasis in your practice where you're the largest practitioner in a given area in your field in the state, Mm -hmm. I think just naturally the reputation for that is going to take over to a certain extent um, because there is no question we handle more workers' compensation claims than any other law firm in the state of Nevada. And we do a really good job at it. And so our reputation kind of precedes us. We've been around for a long time. So, you know, there's no surprise there, but we also have a very large personal injury practice right. and one of the longest
1: running personal injury practices in the state of Nevada. Over 50 years at this point. Yeah. The other interesting thing I hear is we don't see you on the billboards or we don't see you on television.
0: Sure. There, there's a lot of competition in the Las Vegas market in the personal injury industry. There's a lot of advertising in town. Yes. That's something everybody sees when they're driving down the freeway. You know, our firm in the past has done some television advertising. We may have even had a billboard or two Mm -hmm. at one time. So it's not that, you know, those aren't worthy forms of, uh, you know, marketing marketing. And so forth. However, we, we found that we have a reputation in the community. We have a very large client base who we've done a very good job servicing over the years. And most of our clients are return clients and referrals. And there's a reason for that. We take care of our clients. We communicate with our clients. We care about our clients. Those relationships that we've built over the years carry the business. We don't need to advertise on yeah. that scale.
1: And in terms of personal injury, one of the things we see a lot here are automobile accidents. Do you feel that's one of the primary personal injury areas we see here at GGRM?
0: Sure. I, I think by default, uh, automobile accidents are the most common type of personal injury claim. We handle a wide variety of other different types of claims, mm-hmm. you know, everything from the slip and fall and trip and fall that everybody hears about. You know, we have a lot of casinos in town, mm-hmm. we have millions of visitors every week, year.
1: Yes. There's a lot of
0: people here. So you're going to have those types of incidents. You know, I used to represent the hotels and casinos. So I've seen a lot of those. You've seen it on the other side. Right. And, you know, we have other types of claims, uh, you know, medical malpractice claims, Mm. um, product liability claims, you name it. We we cover just about every single type of personal injury claim out there.
1: I see sometimes when there's a work comp case coming in. And then there's also a personal injury component to that. Can you tell me about that? A perfect example is, is we represent a lot of police
0: officers Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and police officers. They're out driving on the street. They're on their motorcycles out and about in the community. And, you know, there's going to be a worker's compensation claim if they're injured in a car accident. Mm -hmm. That is someone else's fault or even their own fault. But if it's someone else's fault, then there's usually what we call a
1: third-party claim. We can make a claim against the individual that, that hit them. Um, one of the things that I wanted to do today was go over, because we talked about autos and, and auto accidents, is auto insurance. I thought that uh, it might be an area that people don't know enough about. One of the things I wanted to ask about is liability insurance. What is it and what's the purpose? Liability insurance
0: is insurance that you're required to carry if you drive an automobile in the state of Nevada. And the minimum amounts that you have to carry it used to be $15,000 per individual and then $30,000 uh, total for multiple individuals and then $10,000 of property damage coverage.
1: Okay. And when you say individuals, it's if I'm driving with you in the car and we get in a wreck, it used to be that I'd be covered for $15,000 for myself or 30 basically for both of us. Is that how how that used to be? Let's
0: say for instance, you get in a car accident and one person is in the car and they're injured. It would cover up to $15,000 of medical damages okay, um, and other types of damages they may have for that individual. Okay. However, if there's multiple individuals in the car, there would be $30,000 of available coverage for those multiple individuals, no more than $15,000 per individual. Those limits were recently raised in the last couple of years to $25,000 per individual up to $50,000 for
1: multiple individuals and then $20,000 of property damage. Now, does that change often? Because it seems to make sense because the value of things actually have increased. So that probably wouldn't cover certain things now. Um, those old, those old, what I would call previous price points. But how often does that change and why? This is something that doesn't change very often. Okay. Um, it has to be done
0: through legislative change i proud to say that our firm, GGRM, supports an organization here in Nevada called the Nevada Justice Association, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which is an association that lobbies the legislature, that pursues initiatives to try and improve the legal climate for claimants and consumers. And this is one of those projects that they've assisted with in the recent past and have been able to make a tremendous difference. And we're proud to be part of and to support that organization. Very
1: good. The obvious question that I have now is what are the downsides of having the minimums, you know, just going with the minimums, obviously, depending on how much money I make during a year that, you know, maybe I can't afford something over the minimums, but just going with the minimums, is that somewhat risky? The minimums are very risky. I
0: mean, I I understand car insurance can be expensive, um, but it's important. You know, we're talking about our our physical health. We're talking about our financial health. Um, You know, if we're the ones who caused the accident, we can open up ourselves to personal liability. We injure someone. The average car accident, people have about $50,000 worth of medical bills, Mm. which is a lot. You know, sometimes it's a lot less, but sometimes it's a tremendous amount more. And so if you cause an accident and somebody has, let's say, $500,000 $500,000 in medical bills, but you only have $15,000 of coverage. Well, a couple of things happen. One, that individual, that, that's going to be a significant financial hardship for them potentially. And you put them in that position. You don't want to do that. And then you flip the tables. You know, if you're in that position and, you know, most people don't have the financial resources to make up the difference with those kind of medical costs, that's a pretty serious issue. You know, you may be out of work, a lot of different life circumstances that can come your way if you're you're sustaining that kind of injury. So, you know, you really have to think about the realities of how much it costs to receive treatment if you're in a serious accident or you cause a serious accident and how is that going to be paid for. So, you know, the minimum policy limits, glad they're there. It's a yeah. good thing we do have minimums. There is one state in the nation that does not have any policy limit requirements. Fortunately, Nevada isn't one of them. What would you recommend as a minimum coverage? So this is a a question that sometimes is a little bit different for everybody, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. I have to recognize that car insurance can be a little bit expensive, and everybody's economic and financial situation is a little bit different. However, you know, experts in the field suggest that for your average middle-class family in America, you probably don't want to carry anything less than 50 one hundred mm-hmm. that's fifty thousand dollars per individual and one hundred for multiple individuals. I think that's probably a little bit low i I would suggest no less than a hundred um, okay. per individual just because again, you know you're looking at the average accident we're talking fifty thousand dollars of medical bills, and that doesn't account for things like pain and suffering, you know what you've gone through, maybe you're going to have future medical costs. Um, In the future pain and suffering
1: you'll endure and if i'm out of work because of that accident
0: right you need that to cover lost wages um, things of that nature maybe you maybe as a result of your injuries you're not able to do the same job that you do now you know you used to have a physical job construction whatever it may be Mm -hmm. and now maybe you're you have to do some other job that's less
1: labor-intensive Right.
0: And it doesn't pay as well.
1: Another area that I had questions on and looked at my own coverages are the underinsured and uninsured motorists. And I didn't understand that um, because I thought that if I were to get in an accident with somebody that didn't have insurance, well, I'm out of luck. But I guess I'm not out of luck because that's one of the things that I pay for is paying in case that happens. Is that correct?
0: That is correct.
1: So you, am... UM insurance—that's uninsured
0: motorists, underinsured motorists mm-hmm. coverage. It's extremely important. The insurance companies tend not to push this product. It's not a huge money maker for them, but the state requires that they they offer it, and it's fairly inexpensive compared to the rest of your automobile coverage. Um, in order to not provide it to you, the insurance company actually has to have you sign a waiver saying that you're declining that coverage. Okay, that's how important it is. And if they don't have you sign that waiver and you go back later and make a claim and they can't show it to you, guess what? They have to cover you. So usually the way it works is is you have to buy a commensurate amount of liability insurance to get that UM, UM-UIM coverage. So an example would be if you want $100,000 of UM, UM-UIM coverage, then you would have to have $100,000 of liability coverage. But it's extremely important because, again, most drivers out on the road, have the minimum policy limits, maybe a little bit over. So, you know, if they hit in, you, you don't have any UAM coverage, sure, you can recover from their policy, but that's not going to be
1: adequate to uh, compensate you. And that's set up the same way where it's a certain amount per person and then per accident? Correct. So,
0: if you have a 100,000, 300,000 UM, UAM policy, mm-hmm. what that means is, is you're covered up to $100,000 for yourself and up to $300,000 for other individuals in the car, but only $100,000 per individual.
1: And I can't do a trade-off where I have high limits on uninsured and underinsured coverage. I have to get that equal amount with my liability. Is that correct? Correct.
0: I, to, to be fair, yeah. I, I don't know if there's any insurance companies out there that are
1: writing policies like that, but the ones I've seen do not. Understood. So it sounds like something that is not required in the state, but to go to the point of having someone sign off on it, that they declined it, sounds like it's pretty important, which in the case that you just gave me, it pretty much is.
0: Right, yeah. No one's going to force you to purchase UM UIM coverage, but you should purchase it. Got it. It's it's very important. It's very important to protect yourself and uh, your family and loved ones in the car. And it also protects any other passengers that you have in your car.
1: Where does property damage come into this? Now, besides the automobile itself, what if I have an accident and I run into somebody's house and I take part of their house out? Where is that covered in my insurance? One of
0: the misconceptions about property damage coverage is that it just covers vehicles, Mm -hmm. but there's a lot of other things it can cover. You know, sometimes you'll see here in town, uh, you know, there'll be an accident. Someone goes off the road and they hit one of those beautiful CMU block walls that (laughs) we've come to love here in our city. Um, it's very expensive to replace one of those walls and mm. it's not like that it, the property owner has to replace it themselves. They can actually pursue a claim against you for the damage that you cause.
1: Okay. You so, that wall. and then tell me about just again, the medical pay coverage. I know that we touched upon that in liability, but is that sort of the same thing? Cause I, I see that classified, Differently where it's medical pay coverage as if it's a separate line item. Is that, how does that work? Right. So
0: medical payments coverage, sometimes it's called med pay. And, mm-hmm. You know, people call it various different things. What it is, is it's, it's very affordable and cheap coverage that you can purchase as an addition to your policy that covers medical costs in the event that you're in an accident, whether it's your fault or not.
1: Okay. Okay. And, and I, and again, I do that on top of what my liability is. So that's kind of extra coverage. Correct. Yeah. It's a, it's a
0: different line item. So, you know, different amounts you'll typically see or, you know, 5,000, I've seen people with this high as $50,000 of med pay coverage. I think that's probably a little bit high. Okay. Um not saying you shouldn't, you know, just kind of, you know, generally what you see out there. But it, it, it's kind of nice if you have five to $10,000 of MedPay coverage and you get in an accident, all you have to do is send in your building insurance company and they send you a check back. So it's really handy. Um, sometimes, you know, maybe you're in a position where it's going to be difficult to pay your co-pays hmm. for those initial visits. Okay. You're going to get your emergency room bill in. You know, things like that, that's going to help kind of cover you until you can finish your claim.
1: Another item when I looked at my own insurance that kind of worried me is that I looked at my coverages, my coverages seem fine, but I do own property. And once I go beyond those limits, if there is such a catastrophic accident, I have to make up that difference. And someone mentioned an umbrella policy. Can you explain a little bit about what an umbrella policy is? Sure. An umbrella policy is
0: a Kind of excess policy, that's what it's usually referred to as, which gives you additional coverage above and beyond what your liability or UIM coverage limits that are available would cover.
1: Okay. So those would normally be something higher than my, the standard. Is that correct? Correct. So, you know, earlier when I said, you know, for your average middle
0: class family in America, mm-hmm. probably recommend somewhere in the realm of you know, hundred thousand dollars per individual, three hundred thousand for all individuals in the car. You know, again, that's that's a pretty conservative estimate. Um, you know, a lot of people it may make more sense to have two hundred fifty thousand dollars, five hundred, two hundred fifty, five hundred coverage, okay. or even five hundred, five hundred coverage. Once you get beyond that, you're usually getting into the realm of umbrella policies and personal umbrella policies are a little bit different than your automobile coverage because they cover a whole lot of other things that automobile coverage does not cover such as there are many examples. So it could cover everything from, you know, if someone's on your property and they get bit by a dog, well, home insurance coverage would cover a portion of that, but usually Individual limits on home insurance coverage top out, you know, around 100,000. Sometimes it's higher than that. But let's say the injuries are more extensive. It could cover something like that. It could cover things like if you send your kids to school with cupcakes for their birthday and mm-hmm. the kids in the class get salmonella poisoning, um, <laughs> it could cover that. Um, it could cover, you know, if. You know, you have a kid who gets in a fight at school and hurts somebody and there's there's injuries. Or your kid throws a party at the house. And I I, I think I have a theme going here. Yeah, it
1: sounds like wild children. Kids are expensive. (laughs) Um, But these are just
0: some of the examples. They can also, um, a lot of policies, personal umbrella policies will cover you um, in, you know, certain types of business-related lawsuits. If you're a business owner and you get sued and there's some kind of personal liability attached to that. Oftentimes, there will be coverage in a personal umbrella policy for that. But in the motor vehicle context, in the personal injury context, in most situations, you'll be covered in
1: those circumstances as well. So, an umbrella policy is something separate than my automobile policy, my homeowner's policy. That's unto itself that covers things that could actually extend into those areas. Is that correct? That
0: is correct. So. If those underlying policies, if your automobile policy and your homeowner's insurance policy and any other general liability policies you may own, say, on a boat or something of that nature, don't fully compensate you for the injuries that, that you have or that you cause someone else to have, then that personal umbrella policy would kick in depending on the exclusions that are written into that policy.
1: And you can't game the system by going with the minimum insurance on your automobile and then have a really big in, uh, umbrella policy, right? Right. That, that That's correct. Typically, the way it works is
0: you'll you'll talk to your insurance agent. You'll let them know, okay, this is the coverage I want for my automobile policy, for my homeowner's policy, et cetera. I'd also like to have a personal umbrella policy. And if the company itself writes policies, they'll let you know what their limit requirements are. Sometimes insurance companies work with other insurance companies who write umbrella policies, but they'll let you know. Typically the lowest coverage uh, limits you can have and still get an umbrella policy are somewhere in the $300,000 range. Um, Usually it's closer to
1: the $500,000 range. And if I get my insurance, my auto insurance from company X, that doesn't mean I have to get my umbrella policy from them. I can get it from whoever I want to. Right. It, it
0: just depends who they, who they want to work with. Um, you know, sometimes depending on what the underlying policy is, that'll affect your premium on the umbrella policy. So it just depends. You know, one, one question that comes up a lot with under uninsured motorists and underinsured motorist coverage with our clients is if I make a claim against my own insurance policy, is that going to raise my premiums? Hmm. Comes up a lot. And I understand the fear because insurance can already be expensive and they don't want their insurance premiums to go up. And so they're nervous about that. The truth is, is they are prohibited by law, meaning the insurance companies are prohibited by law from raising your insurance premiums if you make a claim against your UM UM-UIM
1: insurance. As an example, if I back up in the parking lot, run into something, there's no property damage, but I damage my vehicle, I can use my UIM to get it repaired?
0: No. Oh,
1: okay. (laughs) Darn it.
0: Okay, maybe that's something I need to clarify about. UIM, UIM insurance. So U-M-U-I-M insurance means exactly what the the title is. It's uninsured motorist and underinsured motorist coverage, meaning it pays above and beyond what the limits are that are available from an at-fault party.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: So if someone is uninsured or underinsured and they cause you harm, Mm -hmm. that's when
1: those policies would kick in and... Protect you. So let's turn this around then. Correct. And I'm going to give you another weird example, but in the parking lot. So there is a theme with children and parking lots today. <laughs> so if someone hit me in the parking lot and then they took off and I wasn't able to get their insurance information or even ascertain if they had insurance, how, how what's the story there? That's a good question. And it often is going to depend
0: on how your policy was written and what the, the coverages are and the exclusions in your uninsured motorist and underinsured motorist policy are most UM UIM policies in Nevada do not cover property damage. Okay. Um, however, I think you'd need to take a look at your individual policy. We're happy to take a look at, uh, anyone's policy who has questions along these lines or they can consult with their agent, um, and make sure that they have certain coverages in place. But usually any damage to your vehicle is going to fall under your Comprehensive coverage policy, so you, that would entail paying your deductible and getting your fixed that way. However, if you sustained bodily injuries, okay, that that's a different story. Then your UM UIM coverage would 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 apply. Usually, the policy is going to say something along the lines of UM UIM bodily injury coverage. Understood. So it okay. makes it
1: clear. So it sounds like the. Uninsured underinsured motorists is really important. I mean, I know that you, we've discussed and and it was offered to me when I uh, when I purchased my insurance that I could actually waive that off. But it sounds like an important thing to have. Absolutely. Um, given the low available
0: liability limits that most policies are going to afford when you get in an accident that's not your fault. Mm-hmm it's really important to carry UM, UIM insurance. You know, that that, this isn't hypothetical. This is real life stuff. You know, before you get into an accident, it doesn't feel real. Mm -hmm, You know, it's mm -hmm. that thing that's maybe going to happen in the future, but not to me, right? Yeah. But these things happen to real people every day. Can Um, you give
1: me an example of something that's happening that you can actually talk about?
0: Absolutely. You know, we've had clients in the past, you know, where – a child was killed in a car accident Mm. and our firm, you know, we were in the unenviable position to have to explain to the family of this young child, why they would have to pay to bury their own child Mm. and that there just wasn't enough insurance from The party who is at fault to pay for that you know that's that's not an easy conversation to have because I think you know if you were in that position it would just seem logical that somebody whoever was responsible for this would be the one that would have to cover these costs but the the harsh reality is that not only are the insurance limits in some cases too low to pay for these kind of costs but that in the event that you don't have the proper insurance coverages, you're going to have to pay those costs.
1: I appreciate you bringing that forward because that's an important thing to think about when you're looking at this overall. I would say in most
0: catastrophic injury cases, so you know we're talking cases that involve injuries with medical bills in excess of, I would say in the majority of those cases, there is inadequate insurance coverage. So this just highlights the importance of carrying that coverage within, you know, your control.
1: Dylan, thanks a lot. I really appreciate it. We'll talk to you next time. All right. Sounds great. The information on the GGRM law firm You Matter to Us podcast is not legal advice. Legal advice is dependent upon those specific circumstances of each situation. Also, the law may vary from state to state, so that some information on this podcast may not be applicable for your jurisdiction. Finally, the information contained on the GGRM law firm You Matter Us podcast is not guaranteed to be up to date. Therefore, the information contained in this podcast cannot replace the advice of competent legal counsel licensed in your state.